Running Wild with Christine, Sex, Success, and Other Slippery Rabbit Holes. Welcome to episode 82 with Shane Sandiford. Or Sandiford? Sandiford? How do you say your last name? So yeah, Sandiford. We're good. Sandiford. Nice. So Shane, we just were talking before we hit record. You're having a super easy breezy day. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. (laughs) It's been quite an emotional day. It's been quite an emotional... I can't... Yeah, I can't escape the fact I am um, feeling very raw at this point, yeah. I love it. I'm like, yes, this is the perfect state of mind to come to me with. (laughs) So you and I know each other through the queen that is your lovely girlfriend, Sally, from Manners London, who was on the episode, who's also consistently featured in my Instagram stories. So if you follow me there, you will see her. Um, and yeah, she put us in touch. She did, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Sally, appreciate it. Yeah, um, right? One of the many things yeah. she did right. <laughs> <laughs> she just gets everything right, I swear. I'm, uh, I'm a very lucky man, I can't, I cannot, yeah. She's absolutely brilliantly, amazingly, gorgeously, just fantastic. She, but, um, yeah, she is, she's one of a kind. That makes me so happy to hear, because I actually remember her being like, so I met this new boy. <laughs> So I'm glad it's going well. <laughs> but we'll get to that good stuff um, later on in the episode. Um, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? So um, I'm from a lovely little, it's a city. It's a very small city. Um, so whenever I say city, and I'm from the UK. Um, I'm from a very small city called St. Albans, um, just outside London in a county called Hertfordshire. Um, I've lived there all my life, pretty much. Uh, had a couple of years out where I lived in London and um, in another little town just outside St Albans. But I've recently moved back in, um, and yeah, just absolutely love it. Anyone who comes here, I have to show them around, show them all the little cool spots. I'm a bit of a bit of a tour guy, a bit of a geek. Um, take them around, <laughs> take them around, take all those hot spots, and just show them, show them where the fun's at, you know. So, so yeah, if you guys find yourselves there, we'll put the description. What was your upbringing like? Did you have siblings, or what was your yeah? So, um, I grew up, um, at f- um, for the majority, well, I'd say 16 years, um, I had both my parents, so my mum and my dad, um, when I was about 16, my parents split up and my dad moved out of the family home. Um, I, had, I have an older sister um, who's two years older than me and a younger brother who's two years younger than me. Um, yeah, we're very close, me and my siblings. That's one thing my dad always taught us from very, very early age was that, you know, if anything happens between me and your mother, we've got each other like regardless of anything he grew up my dad was um one of one of eight. Oh wow and yeah they <laughs> they they bicker all the time um i mean i was speaking to my uncle the other day and he goes you have just fallen out with your dad and i'm just like oh, fuck you know you know <laughs> um, so yeah they um yeah so that was one thing my dad always taught me was kind of just be um real with each other just love each other so me and my 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 siblings are very close that's awesome and did you um what did you study did you go to school like what's what was your teenage yeah so um i what did i do 
such a long time ago. Um, this is my I, um, favorite yeah, part of to... the questioning because no one expects it. They're like, fuck, what was 14-year-old me like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just threw me off completely. Uh, no, I um, I studied, I did um, youth and community studies. So I went to university after doing kind of your regular school and sick yeah. form and stuff. Um, I went to university to do a foundation degree in youth and community studies. Um, very interested in youth work, have been a youth, well, was a youth worker up until last year. Yeah, December. Yeah. Um, for 17 years. Um, so, yeah, so long time kind of mucking around with little kids who just are on the borderline of kind of, um, yeah, just basically walking a fine line um, to getting themselves into a lot of, a lot of bad situations, a lot of trouble, um, always in contact with the police, kind of doing a lot of... Um, prevention work uh, with the police forces um, involved with a lot of um, initiatives. We've got a huge initiative, well, one that's developing here in this country now called uh, Kick Off at Free. Um, they do a lot of good work around, um, yeah, youth prevention, uh, knife prevention. They do a lot of stuff um, in boroughs all yeah. across the UK and um, I think they've got, yeah, in Ireland now as well. And they're looking to start, I believe, start a kickoff at free group in Canada. So, That's cool. yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're looking to branch out a little bit. I think they've got some in Spain as well. So, nice. yeah, so we do a lot of stuff with, with young people, do football tournaments. Um, and, yeah, it just, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's a really good really good uh, initiative that's that's really starting to pick up some momentum nice and so you quit all of that last year to do what yeah 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 so at the <laughs> moment i'm not doing a lot of anything i am i am i'm finding myself right now yeah um yeah i did uh, what what actually happened was um um i lost the contracts so i was doing youth work and um for my local authority um we then, I then decided it was time for me to move on and try something myself. Um, tried it for a, just over a year um, and it hadn't worked out the way I wanted it to work out. So as I was coming to the end of 20, uh, 2019, I just really thought, what is it that I want to do? What is it I'm passionate about? And realised, and I said to myself, if by the end of 2019, I'm, I, like the contracts have gone, my contracts have gone then i'm i'm just gonna hang up my hang up my boots and just call it a day and find something else to do um and i was driving funny enough i was driving to sally's one day and um i got a phone call while i was driving literally around the corner from sally's house i got a phone call and it was the woman who um who had employed me and she said yeah you've lost the, um the the home the home that i was going into i was working with a kid and he lived in in this home the homer just phoned us and they said that uh, they don't need you anymore. And I was just like, well, what do you mean? And she said, um, yeah, they don't need you anymore immediately. So I'd literally just been there that day. Um, they hadn't said anything to me. And I was just like, okay, cool. This is, this is the universe telling me it's time to let it go. Just yeah. it's time to walk into whatever it is the universe has planned for you. So I said, all right, cool, no worries. Hung up the phone. And ever since then, I've just been kind of trying to angle myself into a position where I can be thrust into 
my calling, my purpose, my destiny. So yeah, it's um, it's hard. It's a it's- good phase. I yeah, that I remember being in those shoes like a couple of times and being like, <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> what now? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like either nothingness or everythingness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I've had I've had a, I've had a good few weeks of nothingness, and it's just been so empty, and I've been a little bit like, oh my god, like what the fuck, what the fuck have I done? Oh, I need to go, I need to go back, I need to go back. And then I've had days like today where it's been it's been emotional, it's been raw. I've had like a really good day. So I was doing an NLP course, and there was a. Um, and there was um, one of the exercises we had to do was kind of create our own guru. And this is why it hurt me so much when I heard about Kobe Bryant. So when, when I was creating my guru, I create like Kobe Bryant was the image that I had in my head. And, um, and then, and then the, the instructor told us, stand up, turn around and look at yourself in the chair. And I just, at that point, I just felt so uh, deflated at what I saw. I was just like, you've got so much potential, you need to be doing so much more. There's just so much you have to offer. Like, why are you not offering it? You need to get that mamba mentality and just kind of like step it up, step it up a notch. So, um, yeah, so like today I've just, it's just been like a, a roller coaster of emotions. But like you say, like the, the days of emptiness where I just get so kind of confused and just low and just really kind of like, fuck's sake, what, what is the point? What is the fucking point? (laughs) But I think, I think that's an interesting part of like today as, as like a state of the world is like, we're, we're used to everything. We're used to like the noise, the constant noise. And then when it's empty or silent or still, you just don't have the tools to like use that like we forgot yeah, yeah, yeah. we forgot about being bored you know we yeah. forgot about just like reading the same cereal box seven times over you know like we forgot like it's it doesn't happen anymore and so yeah. it's just like a really weird muscle that you haven't stretched in a long time that you have to yeah. just get used to using again is that stillness it's i think that's where the shit happens but it's most so definitely little most def- that you can't see it, you can't touch it, so it, it doesn't feel like anything is happening. It's, yeah. it's tough. Um, I'm gonna backtrack a little bit back again in your life. Um, no. What's your what has your private life been like? Your emotional, your heart life. My oh my heart life. It's been it's been interesting. So um, I I I am I'm the proud father of very two beautiful children. Um, they are they they yeah they they they're amazing and. Um, I, I split up with their mother last year, like, um, and then kind of, um, we had a, no, it wasn't, yeah, a very interesting relationship, very interesting relationship. Um, and I felt towards the end, I wasn't getting, um, getting what I needed from it. Um, you know, saying a little bit about toxic masculinity, I think that I've been conditioned to believe that, you know, there was a certain way that, you know, men need to be. And I don't think I was being that in that relationship. And, um, I, I, I wondered, I wondered, I, I was, I was, uh, yeah, I, yeah, that was, um, very, very big mistake of, of mine, but, um, you know, 
shit happens. And made made a mistake and um, made a yeah yeah a few mistakes. And um, yeah, from that kind of went literally downhill. Um, like in that relationship, mentally, I think I just took a lot out of her. Um, I took a lot out of myself and was at a very kind of low point. And then from that, it was just for me irreparable. Like there was no way going back that anything could have been done to, to, to fix the damage that I'd caused. Um, so yeah, so we, we broke up and then very, very soon after that, um, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't expect to meet anybody. I didn't want to meet anybody. Um, but this very beautiful, lovely woman just kind of showed up in my life. Um, and just instantly, yeah, fell in love with this, this, this goddess. <laughs> She's an absolute powerhouse. I've, I've, like I said, I've never met a woman like her before in my life. Um, Yay. and she has taught me so much about myself in such a short space of time. Um, and yeah, like love. Yeah. Just, just, I've never been loved in such a way, um, by anybody. So right now, like my, my romantic life is, is just absolutely beautiful. It's blossoming. It's growing in a way that I've never experienced. And I'm just, yeah, just a very happy man. How old are your kids? My kids are five and two. So they're, they're still very young. Yeah. And you, did you, before that relationship with their mom, were you like, because you said you stayed in your small city the whole time, were you very much sort of like following the path of like what society tells you couples and relationships look like and then like relationship to relationship? Pretty much. much. I was, yeah, pretty much just following the, following the trends and just kind of jumped on that bandwagon and was just like, yeah, this is what we do. We, you know, you go to, you go to school. You get you go to college if you or university, then you go get a job, then you just work your ass off to get a house and all that stuff, and then you meet somebody, and then you fall in love, have kids, and then that's it. And then, yeah, I think partway through that relationship, I realised that there was more to life than what society had told me there was, and that I was capable of still having that plus having a family, and it just kind of. Clashes. It just clashed with with other people's ideas, and yeah, certain things happened that you know that just didn't didn't kind of fit into that 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 little box. It's tough when you start to undo the seams of like what you've like sewn yourself into. You know, like it's like it. It's part of. It's part of that big thing that I think just keeps resonating with this podcast and is the reason why I keep having these conversations, even after days, like you say, when you're exhausted and you've like, I just had an hour argument with my partner for no reason at all, other than like, we're not communicating properly. Like that's the entire argument was about the fact that both of us are feeling anxieties and are not listening to the other person's anxieties because our anxieties are crippling us. That was my day. Um, And then... I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta do this. And then I do it and I'm like, this is why though, because the 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 mistakes, the poor decisions, the the acting out of yourself or someone else is all because we, we don't know how to do this. Like no one's no one's given us the tools to do this. And exactly. especially when you start to wanna change 
the script for yourself, but you've been lying to yourself this whole time. So you're arguing with yourself and you're arguing with the people around you and you just, you need the practice. Like there's no way to get this right unless you start to do it. Like just practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is it. And I just, it's, it's nice to be able to give in that space, to be given the space to practice. And that's, that's what I feel um, now that I'm with Sally. I'm allowed the space to kind of fuck up. Yeah. And then we can talk it through. And then, yeah, okay, cool. Fuck up again, we've got an issue, but we're, we're learning together. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's that journey. It's going on that journey together rather than kind of two individuals just kind assuming of Assuming that do the it. other one is like seeing what you're doing and assuming yeah, yeah. that they're doing their work or not or like all these preconceived notions that yeah. we just inherited from the scripts. Yeah. I think that's that's the hardest part about starting to like work on yourself mm. and 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 starting to find things that like click and open doors and open drawers and you're yeah. like, hmm, like, do I wanna peek into this? Nope. Well they're not ready. What about this one? Like, you know, and <laughs> yeah. and like you're kind of alone and you're in your space with that, but if you have anyone in your life that, that is sharing your day-to-day or that is sharing your emotions, you kind of got to tell them about the doors. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. just be like, oh, yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Now I know. Yeah. I didn't know before. Like, exactly. my bad. <laughs> yeah. This is it. You're a bit, you're a bit more, you're a bit, what's the word? You're, um, you're a bit less um, anxious about opening those doors when you've got someone who's got your back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's nice. It's, 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 it's a nice, it's nice feeling to have just being able to kind of, yeah, be allowed that freedom, that kind of, you're not being kept on a leash. It's not tug, tug. It's not every about time that. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Trying to keep you in check. Yeah. How, um, cause you were talking, so we, we started chatting about the fact that you wanted to start your own podcast. How does that yeah. fit into everything? Like what, um, what do you feel like right now is sort of one of your priorities in your, in your new start? So, yeah. Yeah. So in my new start, I feel that, um, there's a massive call for men, um, to be more vulnerable, more, I say more vulnerable, to be vulnerable full stop. Um, I think there's, uh, definitely so many stories. I mean, looking at just like my close friend group, there are so many stories in which, some of my friends have been through some of the toughest situations I could never imagine going through and coming out the other end and still kind of being okay, but they've never really had the space to talk about it. They've never had the opportunity to explore their feelings, unpick everything. Um, certain things that they, they had, certain things they used as coping, coping mechanisms that weren't necessarily, you know, above Healthy. board. But, you know, it's, it's just kind of having that, that space to kind of talk it out and just, you know, share stories. Because I feel, I feel that one of the biggest things um, that can help people is kind of just sharing stories, just talking about what you've been through. Um, there's a project over here, they call it, um, it's, it's for young people, because I used to do youth work, so I've got a lot of connects with uh, youth projects. Um, it's called Holler UK. And they they base everything on basically getting people in to t- to tell young people their stories, and it's just like I went to one of their events and kind of witnessed some of the stuff, and it was just absolutely brilliant. Just sitting there listening to the gentleman talk about his life. He was a boxer, um, 
and he spoke about his whole life and it was just kind of so powerful and so moving. I just sat there and thought, you know what? My friends could tell a story like this and hopefully help somebody else, like maybe a grown man, maybe a child. Like it's, yeah, I just, it's, 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 it's the power of people's stories. Um, yeah. And that's really what I want to want to kind of explore and, and share with everybody. Um, and just kind of, yeah, like I say, it's, it's all about kind of just being open and being vulnerable and kind of not worrying about what other people will say or think. Just yeah. being, because I, I believe there's so much strength in being vulnerable. It hundred percent. I mean, you're preaching to the choir here, but I, it's funny. It, it brings me back to like, just before I published my book, cause I wrote a, a memoir with like my okay. secrets in it. Um, and just before I, just before I went out into the wild, um, my friends and family, they were all like, are you like, okay? Like, is this, is this going to be okay that everyone knows and that this is all public? Like, what about privacy? What about blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look, like, it'll be what it is. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was terrifying. I was like, it'll be what it is. But my experience was all along and it still is to this day, two years after the book came out that when you are vulnerable and when you say, I don't fucking know, like, yeah. I don't know. This is just what happened to me or yeah. with me or what I did. Um, yeah. But I don't know the, the answers. I, this, is, this is just, like, my honest feelings about my circumstance. Yeah. I don't think that people's first reaction is to judge. <clears throat> and the few people that do judge or react in a negative way is because you can see that you touch something really really sensitive about their lives yeah. and they're not ready to face that. And ultimately yeah. that has nothing to do with me. So exactly. the reactions to your own truth telling or storytelling I've in my experience so far have only faced either silence. Like if, if it doesn't resonate, it doesn't resonate. Yeah. Uh, but if it does, then it just touches upon so much of like our common human existence that we spend so much time trying to, polish or or filter or curate and make it look like we don't sit here crippled with anxiety on Sunday nights you know what I mean like and I, I don't think that's productive I think the the productive part is like you said when you sit in a room and you're like shit yeah actually like that could help me or or ah oh, didn't think that way or fuck did I do the exact same thing you know like yeah yeah, yeah. I think we forgot about that. Like, if you think way back in history, that's part of, like, where society comes from. It's, like, yes. stories and, and um, myths and tales. And, like, yes. yeah. books were essentially just, like, people sitting around a fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's the common thread. Yeah, most definitely. It's like, it's, it's like ritualistic. And I was having this conversation with somebody today. It's of, um, kind of, yeah, it's, it's, it's the rituals. It's the... Just kind of getting back to that, I don't know, that old, it was, the conversation I was having was about kind of men's or boys' introduction into manhood. And in certain cultures, there's always um, something that defines them moving into adulthood, making that, making that transition. And I think for, for myself, I've never had that. And I think a lot of men haven't had that because society has gone away from the idea of this is when you transition from into manhood, mm -hmm. from, from childhood to manhood. 
And I was saying, like, we've gone away from the ritualistic process that kind of sets us up, shows us the, you know, the mentors, the, 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 the father figures, all of that stuff has just kind of completely disappeared and we're just left. I think like all people are just left to get on with it. But I think there's, there's, there's this preconceived idea that men are supposed to just kind of stand up and that's it, just get on with it. And you're the, you're the man of the house. You're the, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. given, given those roles and like, we step into those roles and we're just like, fuck, like... What the fuck what, am I doing? <laughs> what the fuck do I do here? Like, me, as a, like, as a father, I was telling my brother the other day, I was like, when I first found out my, my, ex, my ex was pregnant, I was just like, fuck, like, what do I do? I, I can't even look after myself. Like, what do I do with another human being? Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm expected to be a father. Like, that's it. You just got to figure out how, how to get on with it. Like, my dad was cool, gave me a little bit of advice here and there, but his fathering strategy was not necessarily always... <laughs> what you would pick. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? So, but, I mean, like, I may do. I managed... Uh, he's, my, my son's still alive, so I've, I've done all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's tough, and I think, I think that's the one um, thing that is probably easier as a woman um, or a femme or however you identify uh, on the feminine side of energies because society does tell you to share. It does create these little communities of women that, yeah. or femmes, or again, I'm not talking, I'm, I'm using women, but like anyone on that feels like they can yes, relate to this role um, is, because it also applies to gay men, weirdly. You know, it also applies to like, to like, it, it's like you, you have these groups where you, you, you are the oppressed quote unquote, and therefore you need to sort of band together to be like, how do you cope with your husband's violence or with blah, 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 like all these things that historically have been the fate of, of women who also transition into womanhood from childhood because someone penetrated them. Like that's our transition. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Problematic at best, you know, but, but... <laughs> It, it's, it is one of the things that we do get taught is to share our feelings and yeah. to, and, and that, you know, it takes a village and that all this stuff is like community based and that there should yeah. be like a passing on of knowledge, even illegitimate to the system, you know, like, yeah. and I think that that kind of does give you a lot of tools that are really useful nowadays in this like weird hyper-connected world whereas yeah men's suicide rates men's like all that mm -hmm. toxic masculine shit that or all patriarchy in general just yeah, yeah. doesn't let you tap into this this what would i call it like gray zone yeah you know, you're either a shit dad or you're a good dad. You're not like a human trying to figure it out. There's no like no, no middle ground. It's like you're an absent father or your father of the year. There's no that yeah. middle ground of just like a bunch of dudes being like, Oh, do you have any ideas how to use the stroller or like blah blah blah? Whereas you see women having these conversations, you know, it's publicized, it's on TV, it's yeah. like a normal thing. Whereas like guys either suck at it or they're good and we don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, and we yeah, don't care yeah. why. More importantly, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. that's not a. It's, it's not. It's not an issue. It's not an issue. And then there's yeah, and then there's guys literally like you say, just like crying their eyes out and committing suicide. Unfortunately, you know. Mm. 
And I think that must be super like visible if you work with youth in particular, like. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I've had some. Yeah, just have have to deal with some 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 young people talk guys mainly just talking about you know um, not sure their place in the world and their identity you know both you know just as a man or sexually they yeah. they just they're just confused they just don't know because everything is just confusing it's it's a scary world we live in like it's it's changed from when I was young I tell you that now yeah. but. Um, yeah, it's. But it's, it's also great. it could be so wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could be. You know, it could be so wonderful because we do we do see like I'm mind blown. We're talking about it with Sally, like by like young, independent, all gender individuals, like just like fucking killing it today. Like they yeah. have the words, they have the skills, they know what that they don't know, and they're fine with it, and they're just going. But I think like it's the privileged position to be in, you know, to have those, those tools. And, and I think more and more it could be super intimidating trying to engage with the world that is so complicated, so hard to talk about. So like big words, you know, you have to know big words to function in today's society. You have to be very good at that and at positioning yourself and blah, blah, blah. And it would be so overwhelming. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you do have to learn how to play the game very, very, very early on. It's um, which is stupid because the whole point of this vocabulary and this difficulty is to undo that game. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's so frustrating. <laughs> We're just fucking ourselves up. Yeah. We're like, oh, <laughs> like this doesn't work. Let's undo it, and then by undoing it, we created a new one. We're like, fuck, like it's not. Pretty much. Um, do you feel like do you feel like having um like Sally's support and like meeting I know she's doing a lot of work on it and you guys know if you've listened to the episode, um that you know, like similar to me, it's like a life of fuck ups kind of like gets you by. You just are like, oh well uh, that worked out for me. Um, do you feel like that kind of environment and like her drive is like influencing you in what you're doing right now? Yeah, most definitely. I think, um, I think, yeah, having, having, um, been around her, um, her energy just kind of is definitely a motivation, just kind of seeing her drive and her, her, her ability to hustle is just, is second to none and it's very very inspiring um so yeah being around her is kind of transforming my mind and kind of yeah i'm able to kind of just see possibilities that i never was was unable to see previously um see myself doing stuff that i never thought i'd be able to do um so like i i, I was on this this course today and the eventual goal is hope, hopefully to be coaching coaching men into vulnerability. That's that's my that's my um, my goal. Um, but she was just like, yeah, you, you should be doing this. You'd be coaching the shit out of people. Like it's it, like this is what you, this is what you this is what you're meant to do, Shane. This is it. I'm like, whoa, whoa, babe, just chill. Like, give me a second. Let me just. Uh... Nope, that's not how she is. <laughs> That's not an option. That's not an option. <laughs> but you, but no, no, 
<laughs> it's true though, and I think I think once you start to see it, it's really hard to unsee it. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's really hard to, uh, to, to and, and why would you want to? But b- because it's scary and overwhelming, that's why you would want to. But like, it's, I think it's interesting that it sounds like your, your, your boundaries setting with her pushiness because you're still uncomfortable with it. You know, I think there's still, which is the essence of it. You always will be, by the way. (laughs) There's no, there's no point at which this stops being uncomfortable. Um, It just, you just kind of like, all right, this is the new normal. Um, But, (laughs) but I think, I think, what do you think is like your biggest, like if you're like vision setting or whatever you want to call it, um, what do you think is your biggest, like, uh, wall there for you still my, my biggest barrier uh self-confidence yeah Most, yeah 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 i think um there's a few there's a few kind of like stacked up around me there's definitely self self-confidence um just I've, I've always kind of um kind of felt inadequate i think that's that's been been a real hindrance of mine um just kind of feeling that i wasn't good enough and you know i I shouldn't be in positions where I could be or should be successful. And that's kept me, that limiting belief has kept me prisoner for a very long time. Um, and I'm learning slowly, very slowly that, you know, that that's not true. That's just kind of, you know, your, your, your self dialogue, just telling you, you know, this is, this is, more than the self-dialogue, it's also like white supremacy and patriarchy <laughs> telling you that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. That is fucking systemic shit, bud. Like, <laughs> that is the world we live in. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't have to tell you in the UK as a black man. You know what I mean? Like, the, that self-confidence piece, it, everyone's like, oh, I got work to do on myself. Like, blah, blah. I'm like, you also like, the world is terrible. Like yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. at no point would anyone have said yes. You are you are the you are the image of of authority. You are the figure yeah. of knowledge. Like for women or men or sorry for women or people of color or indigenous people or gender non-binary people or yeah. anyone who isn't basically a white man in his fifties. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's been my that's been my my hang up for a very long time. It's just kind of this this idea, this concept in in my head, this limiting belief that I'm I've not been good enough or should be successful. And it's it's taken a lot of um, still get those still get those days where you just wake up and just think I'm not I'm not good enough. But I'm slowly slowly kind of building so like my instagram is very much i've I've literally i had like 600 posts on there before i've literally deleted every single post and i've started again and it's kind of more like uh mantras and kind of just being a bit more vulnerable on my instagram and kind of showing a bit more of me um you know the mantras like i am powerful i am you know just trying to reprogram myself basically and and just try and um yeah, brand myself in a way yeah. that kind of helps me to kind of see who I truly am, you know, and what other people, you know, Sally, Sally tells, says, says to me all the time, like, you are 
you're capable. You're capable. And, you know, my mum tells me, my dad tells me, everybody tells me, but it's... It's there. Yeah, I think it's been it's been really funny because lately this thing has popped up like on my on on my feed quite a bit that it was like if you ever doubt yourself, remember there's a white guy who once said in a meeting we should make a movie about sharks in a tornado, you know, like have that blind confidence of that guy, you know, <laughs> just like being like this might sound this might sound stupid, but I don't think so. So I'm just gonna you know like I'm like what the fuck like what kind of world do you live in that you went this this is gonna fly you know like <laughs> channel that you know <laughs> just, just, like think of all the people that are successful in this world for That's what crazy. you know for what like how yeah. I think that's that's like the biggest cure to my self doubt when it comes around. It's just like this guy can do it. Like what? <laughs> I mean, there's there's so many instances where yeah, everyone can tell you, but until you find your own mechanism that gets you through that, like I was just talking to a, a friend of mine who's an actor, and yeah. we worked on this like scene where he was just like brilliant. It was mm. fucking magic. Like, you looked at it and you were like, what the fuck? And he was like, I'm not happy with it. And everyone was like, dude, you're, an in, you're insane. You're a genius. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, but I don't feel good about it. So you can say, I believe Where? you, but <laughs> I don't believe me. So nothing's going to help. And I was just kind of like, mm, yeah, would you like a snack? <laughs> like, I, was like, I don't know how else to help you. <laughs> can I feed you? That's <laughs> like... Cause, cause deep down, that that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's what it boils down to, and it's 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 like literally um, just that you know, like for years, if you just keep believing, and this this is what I found literally, like if even if it's like one percent that you feel not confident about something, over the years that one percent just turns into you know a million percent, whatever. But it's just like knowing now I mean like me I'm still learning my tools and my mechanisms to kind of just counteract those that 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 inner voice that chatterbox is telling me you ain't shit it's it's yeah learning those skills and kind of just literally getting up and being like yeah this is what we're doing today so I started meditating like I'm on it (laughs) I'm totally on it like 2020 I'm fucking out this year (laughs) it's good I mean I think I think it takes that that uncertainty, you know, <clears throat> that emptiness, that 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 like well, to to yeah. just be to be able to shift. Yeah. To be able to move all that shit aside. And, and like you said, like I mean, I think it's really interesting how you said it yourself like at that meeting with the young people and that guy talking, like mm. There's no authority there telling you that that guy's got it, you know, figured out or whatever. But you saw the impact of just like sincere storytelling, yeah. and and deep down that's it, you know. Like there's the, all the other stuff is is noise. Yeah. And yeah. The most powerful things are the simplest things. But yeah. but but like that's a that's a double edged sword because like the the simplest thing is also your little voice saying you're not good enough which is the most powerful thing as that little voice telling you this fucking idea man it's gonna be good and it's gonna change things and i need to do it it yeah it goes both ways most definitely most definitely that's a tough one 
I never saw it that way. You just you just educated me with that. That's nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't my intention, but I'm glad. <laughs> See, happy accidents. Um, what um, what do you wish that you would have known? Like, what's a thing that you wish you would have heard, that you would have known, that you wish people said more? Since we're here, hmm. we have a platform. People are listening to us blah, blah for an hour. I wish I would have known. Um, the, money, the money is a good thing. Money used properly is a good thing. It's completely like out there. But um, I think... I've always had a bad relationship with money. Like, it literally comes in one hand and out the other. So, if someone had told me, like, money is a good thing. <laughs> because, I, 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 yeah, give you a little rundown. Yeah. So, my mother is a born-again Christian. And one of the things which they always get wrong, and I tell them they always get it wrong, is they will say, the love, no, what's it? Money is the root of all evil. That's what we were. That's what we were told as kids. But it's not actually. That's not actually the scripture. The scripture is the love of money, is the root of all evil. So when they start telling, when they used to preach to me as a kid, so I used to say to they say, "Oh, money! Oh, you don't need money. All you need is the love of God." Yeah, cool, all right. I vibes that, but it's not like money. Money's a good thing. No, no, it's not. Ah, uh, okay. So now, like. I'm learning as I'm as I'm developing as a human being um, that money is useful. It can develop things, develop myself, self development, um, help me to start businesses, help me to invest in my friends, look after my kids, take my girlfriend out on wild dates. You know, it's a it's a good thing. And as a youngster, I was never taught that. Yeah. It was always kind of like you live from paycheck to paycheck, and and that's it. Um, so I'm just slowly learning, slowly learning. Yeah, because if you look at the love of money is the root of all evil, that's essentially greed. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So being greedy, you know, that's that's cool. That, like, okay, if you want to be greedy, be greedy. But like, you're telling me what they used to tell me was that it was money that was the root of, root of all evil. And I'm just like, no, it's two big different things. Yeah. So yeah, they're. Um, yeah, so breaking down that scripture, yeah, you could literally say, like, it's greed that is the root of all evil. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, that is actually a really good point of, like, becoming in the... It's part of, like, the the creating yourself and finding yourself, whatever age yeah. you are, and wherever state stage of self-development you find yourself in, is, like, it's one of the... It's a, it's a tool that you don't really also get to learn. Like, very few people in my life in their 30s now who are good with money mm. all of them have like one parent that made it very very clear that it was an important thing to teach yeah. which yeah. I think is like not a thing anymore as much because like at like religion and politics it's off the table and yeah what the fuck first of all just just point blank disagree with that but but anyway <laughs> um like I remember when I was a kid like my mom would be like I grew up with a single mom, and she would be like, all right, are you your older sister? You have a younger brother? Like, you're going to go do the groceries. This is the list of items that we need. Here's 20 bucks. I was like, impossible to make it work, you know? And she'd be like, all right, make it work. This is this is my reality, so make it work. 
And yeah. I think when you start to understand that, like, it's like a means to an end and not yeah. not an entity that has a life or an importance yeah, or related yeah, to your status, it's a means to an end. You have this, you need this. Make it work. Yeah. And if you need more, then make it work. You know, like, to... Yeah, yeah go hustle. Go do what you need to do. You need to, yeah. It's simple. Yeah. And, and it's like, I think that that we forget that, that we're like, oh, we need this car for the status or we need this thing for this thing. And it's like, do you though? Like, like, exactly. is that a need? Is that a, is the that one. your relationship that you want to yeah. create, you know, like with yourself? Yeah. It's fine to treat yourself if you can go for it, but like. You don't if, need to go crazy. <laughs> if that becomes like the one thing that governs your actions. Yeah. It's a little problematic. Most definitely. Bet yeah. Most definitely. Oh, it's been so good to chat with you. Likewise. Likewise. I'm so excited to see what you do in 2020. Yeah. Keep an eye on the Facebook, on the Instagram. Yeah. So did you record your first podcast episode? I did with my brother. I haven't. I I, I still need to figure out how to get it out there in the in the. How you want to get it out there in the ether? Yeah, yeah. How to get it out? Um. So, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna record a couple more, um, and then. Yeah, and then I'm going to uh, put it all together and, and get it up. I'm so it. excited to share it once it's ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the link. Don't worry about that. Absolutely. <laughs> I think you should talk to Adam Lennon, who was one of the first guests on this podcast, who also talked about feminism from a guy's perspective and how to be an ally and how to be vulnerable and share. And, and I think there's a need for that. I think it's, it, I think it's important. Yeah. So nice. I can't wait to see what happens. Thank you very much. I'm so glad that you came over. Give all of my love to Sally. Will do, will do. And yeah, if you guys uh, want to follow, the links will be in the description. Um, if there's anything else you want to hear me talk about on this podcast, please do send me a message, review it. Do I mean, you, there's like a hundred ways to get a hold of me. Just do that. Um, please subscribe, follow, and like, and all that um, <clears throat> crappy shit that you have to do in order for other people to hear me. Um, so thanks so much again, Shane, and I will speak to you guys next Friday.